This is Digital Impact 4Q4. I'm Chris Delatore. Today's four questions are for Asha Curran, CEO of Giving Tuesday. The global initiative mobilizes resources, unmeasurable acts of kindness, and hundreds of millions in charitable donations in the United States alone. This year, $511 million was donated on Giving Tuesday. Together with offline donations, the total for 2019 is projected at $1.97 billion. Last year, Asha joined us to talk about how the movement is collaborating across sectors to safeguard the data privacy of thousands of donors worldwide a monumental task for a platform as distributed as this one. In fact, the distributed nature of Giving Tuesday is the biggest factor driving its growth in that anyone can participate. How will the global initiative make effective use of its data while also ensuring privacy and security for so many? Asha, You've described the way people express their generosity now as fundamentally different, not just from a generation ago, but you say even from five, ten, two years ago. You say that it's it's changing all the time. You also mentioned the importance of peer networks and driving that generosity. With social networks like Facebook under fire for betraying the public trust, Do you see any differences in how people are giving online this year versus last year? And how is Giving Tuesday using insights about giving behavior to improve your digital infrastructure? Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me back, Chris. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't see the sort of existential concerns about Facebook or, or other big platforms filtering down in any concrete way either on the donor side or on the nonprofit side. Certainly, I think there's concern from nonprofits that they're not getting as much of their donor data as they used to. Um, I think what we're really seeing in terms of people giving online is a continuation of trends that are amplified on Giving Tuesday, right? So so Giving Tuesday sort of um, lifts up uh, and spotlights things that are trends that are happening anyway. So people using social tools to come together to give collectively really strong theme with Giving Tuesday, kind of the main thing that we think motivates and inspires people. Um, donors then sharing their donation activity. So really bringing giving more kind of into the public square. That's been on a real upward trajectory all of Giving Tuesday's eight years. Um, more diverse giving to multiple causes. So no longer the sort of December 31st, sitting down at your desk, writing a check to the same old nonprofit year after year, but really spreading the generosity around. Um, And then giving money as one reflection of a variety of generous behaviors and social media as a means of connecting those threads, right? So especially young people uh, give, you know, they might give a donation, they might give uh, crowdfunding, they might volunteer, they might march they might be activists, right? Their, their generosity is really spread around. And it's useful, I think, to see donation in, in the bigger generosity context. The Giving Tuesday Data Collaborative started with a simple idea, which was to understand how much money was being donated just in the United States. But you encountered a number of challenges. For instance, there wasn't a centralized repository where all of this data was held. A lack of collaboration in the social sector made it even more challenging. 
How are you working to encourage collaboration and transparency while also ensuring privacy for so many donors across the globe? Has the journey led you to new models of governance? Absolutely. And in fact, at my um, Stanford uh, PACS fellowship was really sort of the place where we started thinking through a lot of those big questions and trying to figure all of these governance questions out, really prioritizing security and privacy, um, while at the same time trying to build what essentially will be the sector's largest global data collaborative, which is essentially um, the same kind of analytics platform for the giving economy that all other industries have. So we're not creating a brand new model. We're just creating a new model for this industry, one that is desperately needed. And with that kind of data collaborative, we currently have over 60 uh, partners, uh, both nonprofit and for-profit you know, payment processors, different kinds of platforms. Um, and with those kinds of, of tools and that kind of data, we're able to collectively examine some of the, the questions and answers that commercial entities have been doing for decades, right? So who gives to which causes? What motivates them to act? How can they be retained and engaged? Why do supporters stay? Why do they go? What other ways are they expressing their generosity? So there's a big opportunity here for the sector, I think, to look at our information, both qualitative and quantitative, collectively, um, and find uh, find information, find answers that benefit everybody, that benefit everybody in every corner of the sector. You were recently appointed new board chair of Guardian.org. I'm thinking of the example of philanthropy and local journalism. Julie Sandorf recently wrote a piece in the Stanford Social Innovation Review where she points to the need to draw on many different types of donations in order to build resilience instead of relying too heavily on advertising. But this requires new strategies and insights, right? How can the data from Giving Tuesday reveal good places or new strategies for regional movements to focus their campaigns and limited fundraising resources. Yeah, so obviously that's that particular um, that particular thing, media, local media, local journalism, cause-related journalism is all um, very near and dear to my heart uh, because of my work with The Guardian. From a Giving Tuesday perspective, it's really interesting, right? One of the things that's happened with Giving Tuesday that we never expected that has only been going from strength to strength in the recent years is the rise of these uh, regional Giving Tuesday movements. So tiny towns, big cities, you know, entire states coming together to create this generosity movement that draws together all of the sectors of that community, the local government, um, for-profits, non-profits, schools, houses of worship. And because of that, or because of all of those sectors coming together in high, high levels of collaboration and civic pride and civic engagement, it really, um, one of the things that that has done, to your point, is to work to surface what issues uh, are, what challenges, what opportunities um, are happening in those local communities. Now, the truth is, data-wise, that's still tough. It's really tough to get hyper-local with philanthropic data, but qualitatively, the stories that come out of those community campaigns are so strong that they uh, that they really do work to amplify the unique challenges and opportunities of each of those local communities. And I do think it's really important that nonprofits in particular collaborate with one another much more than they are now 
to form a sort of resilient and vibrant civil society in any um, regional community where everything is interconnected, and then also to form those relationships with other sectors of that local community. That's where you start seeing um, really strong civic engagement and where you start seeing individual citizens start to really understand the power of their own agency. Even if they're not billionaires, even if they're not holding elected office, that they really start understanding that they have significant power to uh, impact where they live and the civic space that they share with others. I want to lead this last question with something you said about the mission of Giving Tuesday as it relates to local communities. You said, quote, we're all driving toward a common goal, which is a more generous human society. And yet, Giving Tuesday in each of these places really reflects the local identity and feeling of those different places, end quote. Why is understanding digital technology so crucial to creating a more generous human society? What are some examples of how online giving looks unique from one country to another? So I think understanding digital technology is crucial because that is the means by which we are connecting all of these different threads right now. It is equally important to understand the dynamics behind the technology. Why is it that people are so attracted to movements now? Why is it that people want to co-create and adapt and co-own the things that they are passionate about and the causes that they want to um, that they want to become involved in and make an impact in? And so, you know, understanding all of that—not just how to open a Twitter account, not just how to have a working donate button, but really the dynamics that underpin all of that. All of that is really, really crucial, and the, and the sector is frankly still quite behind in um, in rapidly adapting to all of those changes that we're seeing. So I think one of the opportunities of Giving Tuesday is that it's a it's a global learning platform, right? So so online giving and giving in general and generosity in general looks different in South Africa and Brazil and Russia and Croatia. But all of those places have a massive amount to learn from one another. So it's also using technology as the means by which we as social sector actors connect with one another and the intentionality that we bring to that. Are we, are we using it to share best practices, to share ideas, to be, uh, to be transparent and to be careful and to be thoughtful? That's where I think the game-changing nature of this movement comes in. Asha Curran, CEO of Giving Tuesday, thank you. To learn more about Giving Tuesday, visit givingtuesday.org and follow Asha's work on Twitter at Radio Free Asha and at Giving Tuesday. Digital Impact is a program of the Digital Civil Society Lab at the Stanford Center on Philanthropy and Civil Society. Follow this and other episodes at digitalimpact.io and on Twitter at DGTLImpact with hashtag 4Q4Data.